saving money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards, we have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. If there's anything better than getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's, it's getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's for less in the McDonald's app. Delicious. Order in the McDonald's app today. Right now, only in the app. Enjoy a breakfast sandwich for just $1, like a sausage McMuffin with egg. Offer valid one time per day from 429 to 512.24 at participating McDonald's. Must opt into rewards. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Ah, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks Doc. All right, are we going? We're All right, welcome to the show, everybody. That is Marcus Parks. I am Ben Kissel. I have no idea who the guy to my left is today. He's backwards speaking, little person, weird-headed guy from Twin Peaks? I love your wonderful red velvet suit. Where'd you get it? Where do you get and your suit? And it just turned slowly into my impression of Swedish people. Oh, perfect. That's what it is. That's, That's right. what Swedish is. That's how we'll know what it is. Reverse little people speaking? You flip the words and then you're going to know what these people are saying. Okay. Yes. So Bjorg is... Gborb. Gborb. Mm. My theory's going to need more work. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. I am going to say it's bleary-eyed 10 o'clock in the morning and I, I'm, I'm waking up. I want to give a so. shout out to 1990s television Twin Peaks. I'm on season two, episode 10. These guys assure me that it only gets better from here. Literally, and I'm fully I, engorged watching this program. I've tried to watch Breaking Bad. Sure. I've tried to watch Mad Crystal Men. Meth. Right. Every single time I sit down to watch one of these shows, where's the devil? I just end up watching Twin Peaks again. <laughs> I've seen Twin Peaks all the way through about six times. It's the best. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Twin Peaks is absolutely phenomenal. Kyle MacLachlan is handsome. He is a dreamboat. Cheryl and Finn, I want to suck on her calves until she's just bones down there. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, really tr- give her the piranha treatment. God, she's a fantastic. Nibble on them bones. Yum, 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 yum. Speaking of piranhas, <laughs> that brings us to the oceans. Today we're discussing do a we have well-known the, do we phenomenon. Do we have the cue? Yes. Uh, Marcus, up? cue it up. Today we're going to be discussing... Everybody's favorite oh, vacation yeah. spot. You're stressed out of work. You've had a long, hard week. Boss Sometimes is yelling you just want to get away for a little while. That's right. Oh, I think I see Bermuda over there in the right beyond the clouds. Wait a second. What's that green phosphorescent <laughs> cloud around? Oh, the, 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 the I've just been sucked into the Bermuda Triangle. That's right, everybody. Today we're discussing the myth, the life, the legend. <laughs> Of the Bermuda Triangle. Is Kokomo a place? I don't think so. I think it is. I Kokomo? Kokomo was just like the name of a fancy drink. Yeah. I, def- I have a Kokomo on the rocks, please. I'm here with my family and I've got to learn how to smile. <laughs> it's right. the name of Brian Wilson's brain demon. <laughs> oh, is that right? Kokomo says we got to put together one more vocal, Rage Spinner. I can't go to sleep tonight. More waves. More waves. Henry Zabrowski um, and Marcus Parks, as usual, have done some crack research on the subject of the Bermuda Triangle. So let's start it off with missing persons. It starts off in the world of mysterious disappearances. Now, we did a whole episode before this on mysterious disappearances, all right. about like the freaky deaky shit that's going on inside some of national, our natural forest right. uh, situations. Yeah. And we found that, you know, but we found that the underlying cause of that is the fact that they are MK Ultra training facilities in these places, and these kids are just, you know, Guinea pigs for our fucking government. Sure. NSA. That's right. CIA. You FBI. Listening? You there? 9 11. 
Was well, it an inside job? Well, was it an outside job? It was sort of an outside <laughs> job to some degree. There was contractors involved. It was an outside and inside job. Kind but there was, some, yeah. there was something else. Somebody in the office was talking about it. A sure. hybrid job. A hybrid yeah, double job. inside Just follow Missing, me here. Let's right. just call it, a big, it was a big job. It was a large job. So, so I was mysterious. listening to Coast to Coast AM. As you can mm. imagine, as I do, I'm sitting on my leather couch. I'm wearing an Armani suit, <laughs> drinking a flute of champagne. Right? Oh, okay. And of course, I've by just, Armani suit, you mean your skin with no underwear? I... <laughs> I'm just trying to paint a different picture. I feel like people have this sort of idea that I'm some kind of slothful person. No, no. I'm not. As evidence from the pictures that you've posted, are you being a slothful person? Robert Stanley was a guest (laughs) on Coast to Coast AM. And he came... Now, who is Robert Stanley? Robert Stanley is another... uh, Let's call him an amateur investigator who's okay. now made a living being a UFOologist. I try to get some information on the man himself, but he's actually very difficult to pin down because I don't think he has a past. Oh, all right. <laughs> you know, one he's like guys. one of those guys where it's yeah. just like he just made up a new name for himself and just started doing UFO stuff. Right. So he came out and he started talking about how he has been. Um, well, he runs this really actually awesome website called Unicus Magazine um, and has done a bunch of stuff for UFO files. And he's uh, he's been out there. He, Unicus a, Magazine. Which is is awesome. It's a great collection of articles. Okay. But he uh, he started researching this this phenomenon going on in Puerto Rico about these bodies going missing from graves. Now, there's a bunch of people mm-hmm. that were saying, well, this is a place of, of a very strange, you know, they have like a Santeria and all these right. like weird religious practices. There, there could be something Witchcraft, involving these. Witchcraft, all those things. Yeah. Uh oh! Uh oh! Henry just <laughs> oh, Henry man. just broke down. Woo. What happened? You were talking so well. The ghost of Louis Anderson just walked <laughs> through me. Louis Anderson's still alive. <laughs> I'm so he. Uh, so right. come he, back. But combo with these missing bodies are going on. With, there is a escalating number of UFO sightings happening around Puerto Rico okay. and around the tropical islands. Now, now, number one, you can imagine the Greys. They need to relax, right? Sure. They spend all day coring out fucking cows' assholes. Mm-hmm. All thing they want to do is they want to sit on the beach, you know, and they want to, you know, they drink a Mai Tai and just enjoy themselves. It's Key West, you know. That's you know, right. Anything goes. Margaritaville. Even the Greys have to have some fun, kick back, relax every now and again. I don't know how the sand interacts with the weird membranes around their non-eyes. I think they got to lube it up quite often. Absolutely. Yeah, lube but, up the eyes. So they're going the to the eyelids. Right. But what, what this correlates to is a story that he had. But basically... Around the, the 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 Caribbean are these these things called vile vortices. One, the most famous being the Bermuda Triangle. Okay, and that he was uh, speaking with a friend of his that will go unnamed. Well, he called him Eddie, but he said that mm. he's a formerly like famous coast to coast guest, mm, right? Okay. That and he wouldn't tell George the name. And George was like, now you let me tell me you're not going to giving the name here on the radio. Wow. And he was just like, you know, it's like, no, I'm afraid, Georgie. I got this story under a very uh, confidence, so you can't leave. Secrets, secrets. Um, Stanley's got them. And so Eddie was a test pilot for the, I believe it was the Navy. And he was testing it. What, the was time, Eddie was a monkey? Brand new. Eddie was not a monkey. He wasn't a monkey. All okay. the way. It was a weird thing. He was a monkey with human hands and feet. Oh. Oh, Which I is see, just sure. a, one of the fun things we got from Mangalore. Which, yeah. um, so he, it was also the precursor to MK Ultra. Right, right, They right, made yeah. a big joke. Lots of shit. This is a big episode. Right. Um, okay, so Stanley's discussing his friend Eddie, discussing the Bermuda Triangle. No, well, Eddie, Eddie was talking about how when he was a test pilot, what he... Uh, he was testing the brand new, what was brand new at the time, F-14. Right. And he said that he was taking an only stress tests, which was like, trust, it's testing to see how far the engine can go, and the, the, uh, like basically all these dangerous things that do while flying. So the stress test for the plane. For the plane, not for him. Right, because I mean, he, he was, was stressed cool out. cucumber. Oh, he was cool. No, these guys are, the astronauts are, don't get upset and don't get, don't get like. Never. That was what they were saying. I was right. reading a thing about when they were, before the first uh, moon landing, when they went to go test these astronauts, and they were like, did you have no trouble sleeping? He's like, no, 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 just getting on a bucket and going on the moon. And they're like, well, cool. <laughs> you're the bucket, right dude go- then. Although there was that one female astronaut who really freaked out, wore her uh, diaper across the country I to go murder. I love that murder. story. So that's yeah. one astronaut who kind of freaked out. Well, they don't freak out as far as flying goes. As far as right. life goes, they're not good at it. Which not is only love. good at being an astronaut. Yeah. Right, I And agree. once you're not an astronaut anymore, you don't count in society. Well, let me finish getting through the story. Then you're going to diaper so, rage. So he basically, he was he had done a bunch of tests on this plane already. A couple of civilian scientists that his like black ops bosses did like did basically didn't introduce him to mm-hmm. came in and put these special 
measuring things on the wings of his plane. They're like, just so you know, you know, you may see stuff out there when you when you travel through what is now known as the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. He's like, you're going to see some stuff. Eddie, you're going to see was some this? grays. This was in the year. Yeah. Hold on one second. It's a terrifying thing for your 1975. boss. 1975. Okay. 1975. I mean, so, 1975, people were seeing things everywhere. I everywhere. Mean, acid yes. was all around. And so he was flying through, and basically he flew right into a gigantic green fog. Mm-hmm. Um, his every, All the devices that were newly hung up to his, his plane started going apeshit. Mm-hmm. As he comes through the outside of the fog, he has lost all... He's, like, lost two engines. His plane is dying. He sees an island... Out in the middle of the ocean, and he crash lands on him. Right. And so he comes out, he gets all the shit out, and out of the forest walks this beautiful Polynesian woman. Oh, yes. Now she is his. She is like totally, he's like, it seems like a primitive island. There's like nothing Mm -hmm. going on. But what he noticed is there were no like bugs, and there were no like rats, and there was no things like that. It was like really calm, beautiful weather. And she's just like, come with me. I'll show you to your shanty. And he's like, what? Ooh, and she's wow. like, speaks total English. They start banging. Ah. Right? He's on this island. He says he was on this island for like eight months. He's there. He's banging. He's banging like... this woman. He's got a family yet back at home. Well, I mean, when you're on I mean, the he's island, on, he's you know, it's Navy. fine. He never knew. And so he, he he's fucking tearing up some bush on the island. He's talking with the tribal leader. His girlfriend on the island gets sacrificed to a volcano god on the island. It's right? sort of a, I feel like we're talking about Joe's volcano, what, Joe versus the volcano in the beach. It's a ludicrous story. And yeah. he comes up to him and they're basically, they're like, well, what they knew is like his radio wasn't working. He couldn't get in contact with anybody. Right. And they're like, after they kill his girlfriend, his island girlfriend, they're like, well, it's time for you to go home now. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I'm having what so do much you mean? fun I was, Yeah, I was doing great. Just give me another one. I mean, that's you. <laughs> you get the feeling he just like put the batteries back in his radio. And he's like, oh, it works now. All right, I'll be leaving. Well, I mean, they, he said that he took them out on a, on a boat with his radio. They took him out on a boat and went back out through the fog and came on the other side. They went back on another canoe. And when he looked back, the whole island just went... And just disappeared. Got and out then of he, there. he came back to the United States. He radioed. They picked him up. He was debriefed for a year in this top in Pearl, Pearl Harbor, which is, I've also now heard several people who go missing in these sort of like time shifts or whatever happens. Mm-hmm. They end up at Pearl Harbor Air Force Base and d- d- deeply debriefed. And he was yeah. there for a long ass time because he's missing a $7 million test plane. Yeah. Like right. one, one of our top secret planes is just sitting, what he says, on an island that disappeared in the middle of the ocean. And then eventually he revealed to George Noah who he was. He didn't say it was on air. He said it off air. But right. I was like, this is really amazing. And basically tied into this idea of the Bermuda Triangle. Now, where things get kooky dooky, right. was there Robert Stanley has another theory altogether. Now, the, the big thing is is that UFOs have seemed to be connected to this type of phenomenon for a long time, of course. So yes. the first theory is just the original Bermuda Triangle theory that, uh, you know, he just flew through well, the... Well, this is what Robert Stanley, this is where the UFO angle even comes from. Okay. Robert Stanley comes out and he's just like, what goes on on the Earth is that we used to be a gigantic crystal. We used to be a, what was I, a decadedron or whatever the fuck it's called, right? right. We used to be gigantic. We used to be a giant Dungeons and Dragons die for you fucking to translate. Right. To everyone, right? And then when the edges fell off, it created these, like when we rounded out into a sphere. We all of the four edge a sphur. A that's, sphur. That's, how you, that's how that's how mathematicians call. Oh, it. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. good. A yeah. Deep circle. Oh, that's a circle with some stuff in the middle. That's a sphur. That's a sphur. That's a sphur. And so, okay. During these point, during the, what they have these points, which was the former intersecting lines, which we've talked about before, ley like lines. Ley lines. And, yes. Um, and these and there's twelve of these that serve as a sort of wormhole that could possibly be used by alien life to come in and out of dimensions into our dimension. And the Bermuda Triangle is... Is hot spot. It's a hot spot. Well, there are 12 of these around the world. These are called the vile vortices. And they are essentially, if you look around the world, they are at certain points all over the globe to make a sort of 12-sided die d- d- type d- thing. And uh, there's, <laughs> they're all over the world. There's some. Uh, there's one at the Algerian megalith of to the south of Timbuktu. Uh, there's one at the Indus Valley in Pakistan. Uh, and, and what are they doing? This is my thing. Nothing. Well, Robert Stanley was also talking about researching other disappearances where it's just like a buddy's walking through the forest and he's like, hey, Greg, I'm out get pizza. And he turns around, Greg's gone. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like, that's what happens. They didn't yeah. want pizza that night. But the two most famous Val Vortices by far Mm -hmm. is 
the Devil's Triangle, or don't the Devil's Sea in Japan, and the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, don't go here. to the Devil's Sea. It belongs to him. But I've really got to get there. Please be respectful. I've oh, got to we'll, go. Well, well, we'll get to the the Devil's Sea here in a little bit. Right. Let's stay over here on our side of the globe first. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our, and, home, our homegrown spot of the, the fucking weirdness. So geographically, the Bermuda mm. Triangle goes from Miami, Florida... To uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and up to Bermuda. (laughs) And as a place called, I'm giving you background music. (laughs) Oh, Oh, Kokomo! I thought you wanted me. I was like, okay, I'm gonna let him sing for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Uh, Yeah, and yeah, it goes from the Florida Keys over into Puerto Rico, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and then up into Bermuda. I think you're just talking. I can't. I can't do this. I can't work like this. It's going to be difficult when Henry actually has a brain aneurysm. We're like, I don't know if he's having an Henry, aneurysm. Or Henry has the brain again. aneurysm. <laughs> yeah. No, this keeps you alive, Marcus. That's the bizarre thing. That is true. This yeah. does keep me living and I going. just sit here and watch you get livid at Henry. I mean, I love my life. It's pretty Anger perfect. is human fuel. That's right. That's what my father kept saying. Well, you're full. And he hit me over and over and over again. Not enough. Not enough. So the Bermuda Triangle has been a strange spot for occurrences for de- for centuries upon centuries. Christopher Columbus himself said in 1492 when he sailed across that he saw strange lights off in the distance. Although- oh, we better not go on there. I'm a drop of a pizza, Ned. Christopher Columbus had pizza now. He had pizza. He was Italian, right? Yeah, he was no. Yeah, he was Italian. It was the Mayflower that he came over on, right? Yeah. Christopher Columbus? Sure. I don't know. He was, was Italian was with the Spanish... The painted the Santa Maria. The Mayflower was the Pilgrims. Ah, whatever. He was an Italian with Spanish bosses, which is now the terminal opposite of pizzerias here in New York City. <laughs> an Italian with Spanish bosses? <laughs> Times have changed for the better. Although we now, the Italians, we now think that the lights that he saw off in the distance were just natives on islands that he hadn't raped and killed yet. Ah, oh, but he's getting just, there. Just, 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 he's getting around to yeah. it. Uh, that he's guy's just circling around, around yeah. pointing and laughing at us. Uh, he seems like a nice man. <laughs> bring him, bring him, bring him over to the island. And then, of course, later on, as uh, we started keeping more records of what the comings and goings, we started noticing a lot more disappearances. But right. the disappearances didn't really start getting going until, say, let's see here, when was Flight Nineteen? Flight Nineteen was possibly it was the one. Incident that caught the attention. Flight 19 is an amazing story. And the yeah. one thing about all of these disappearances, obviously, we're going to be discussing and are discussing some different 1945. theories. 1945 was Flight 19. 1945, Flight 19. Uh, you know, we'll we'll discuss different theories and things. But one thing, these disappearances, these are facts. You these know, are fa- everyone these disappearances knows these absolutely are, happen. You know, they, these are you know they were in the papers. You know, somebody went missing, and and, mm-hmm. and mothers and, well, especially and fathers so lost their children. Flight 19 uh, was five separate planes. Yeah, Flight 19 was. Five planes, five Avengers that were flying right. out over the uh, Gulf of Florida, and uh, they were just on a routine training mission. Mm-hmm. And then one of the captains, this guy Edward Powers, he uh, to- he went into the ra- he uh, fucking tuned into the radio and he said, "I don't know where we are. We must have got lost after that last turn." Mm, all and he wanted they, to do oh, was yeah, hear like, his Limbaugh. His last words were, "Cannot see land. We seem to be off course." Yeah, he says, everything looks strange, even the ocean. And another pilot says, it looks like we're entering white water. We're completely lost. And then there was a final crackling message. Terrifying. There's just like a... <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a Bermuda Triangle! <laughs> What's that there? What's it's that? Bermuda Triangle! Bermuda. Yeah, write it down! Write it down to Bermuda Triangle! <laughs> Don't come here! Don't come here anymore! Kokomo? Did he say... Co- you know what? This reminds... I think I'm going to write a song. Keys. I'm going to write a song, Betty. And then after that, there was another ship sent out to search for him, which immediately disappeared. Completely disappeared without a trace. And after this, this was the, they did the largest search of, like the largest naval search uh, since World War II. And and they didn't find any wreckage. They didn't find a bit. They found no wreckage whatsoever. And they still haven't found any wreckage. They found nothing. Although it is, you know, it's. In these, in the ocean that, uh, in where the Bermuda Triangle exists, the ocean is so amazingly dangerous, choppy. Mm-hmm. The waves are so high right. that even five airplanes could would be sunk within an hour. I was watching right. a really interesting experiment because they were talking about like what goes on, on around the Bermuda Triangle is these crazy crosswinds. Um, it's, right. It, the storms pop up there in a second. Yeah. And they were doing. They were showing this thing called pyramid waves, which is when two 
streams of wind come at each other. They create literally like gigantic, like it's like a spike sh- of water shooting up from the ocean mm-hmm. that like just flips boats. Sort of like, like an or- like a like a bidet type like situation. Like a bidet. Okay. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Like it yeah, if right there was there. a giant up there and it just washed all his fucking dookie crumbs. Now is that a theory that there's just a large giant with some dingleberries? <laughs> no, and go we over should to add the, it uh, to the per- list. Though. We'll put yeah. it on the list. Yeah, we so should definitely. That's the- that's attributed to the last podcast on the left theory of the Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> the large giant with the dingleberries hanging from his buttocks. Well, the one thing they say about the, uh, again, also about the, the the floor of the Bermuda Triangle, what's really interesting is that there are some places where the water's really shallow, and then also mm-hmm. is some of the deepest like parts of the ocean. And this is what causes like, this sort of bizarre uh, what happens wind with, shifts. What they, well, that also causes the uh, bizarre waves, but what happens mm-hmm. more often is uh, the theory that there is volcanic gases that are ex- escaping from uh, the bottom of the Bermuda Triangle. Right. And Tri- also, literally gigantic fart bubbles. Yeah, ju- yeah, methane bubbles. They're mm-hmm. huge methane bubbles that come under. And uh, these methane bubbles, what they do is they make the boat heavier than the yeah, water. Yeah, they just... Shoot into the water. Yeah. I, mean, right, I saw. Right. I saw an experiment done on this where right. they did. They took a boat out into the water. They pushed the bubbles. And of up. course, this is what's going on because it's right next to fucking Mexico. <laughs> ah, sure. And you were going to make a joke about something. beans in there. Beans uh, are in there. However, I actually all the runoff about... from the bean factories. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this about Flight 19, though, not to disparage the uh, mystery, but the pilot that was in charge of this training mission, <laughs> he. This was the. Fourth time that he had gotten lost. Oh, he's, he's kind of a Gomer yeah. pile. Yeah, he, yeah. right. He's a, I feel he's bad. a bit of a Gomer pile. He, they knew what sort of situation they were getting into. You need to have a. Gomer they were just pile. pissed off at him at first. Like, fuck, he's lost again. Of course. Yeah. Why do we keep putting Goofy Sanders up there every <laughs> you know, every important mission? Goofy we've got. San- he's got a terrible sense of direction. You know, maybe we shouldn't have him on a plane or flying a plane. I feel bad for the person who had to go and do the mission following. All these, uh, you know, five people have died. Uh, hey, go look they, for them. Uh, go maybe, look right uh, around the area maybe where they all crashed. Sergeant uh, Stevenson wants to do it, huh? Maybe I, uh, <laughs> uh, do I really got to go? Uh, hey, no reason to say something like me, you know? You know what? Yeah, we're going to need. You love my soup? You love how I make soup? Right? Be a patriot. Yeah, You're no. going to need to be no, you an American patriot, you my friend. Me here. You can't have me gone. Uncle Sam doesn't have enough blood on his hands for the day, so we're just going to um, throw you on out there. So now, there are many different theories yes. as to why these boats come in. Now, we already kind of addressed kind of the natural, what would seem to be obvious right. theories. But then we've also already kind oh, of Mexican hit upon the bean a, theory. The Mexican bean theory, right. which is also very true, right? A bunch of cows in Middle Earth, something like that. In Middle Earth? Yeah, whatever, you know, <laughs> causing all the methane gas. Now, let's just say this, right? Let's say all the theories are true, right? So we've got UFOs possibly abducting people, right? right. That is another theory. That yes. UFOs are abducting people and they are moving, other, which also explains this idea of time shifts. There's one thing that was interesting they were talking about with uh, Flight 19 and uh, another th- uh, when the U.S. USS Colossus went missing is that these ships experience gigantic swaths of missing time. Like, Mm -hmm. they'll, like, by the time they they figure out somewhere where they are, they have lost, according to their star maps and their positioning and the speed they're traveling, they're like, they're losing like 30 minutes at a time. Yeah. So just smaller, small increments of time. Which very much show. Explain that's a part of that that gives towards the uh, the theory that it was an alien abduction. I've got another story that corroborates our man's story from earlier. At least, not as far as the island goes, but definitely as far as the fog goes. This was in 1970. A guy from Florida named Brew Gernon Jr. No, no, he can't have a flight license, can he? Can he? Can he fly a plane? His it's brew like a beer? No, no. My name's Brew. My middle name's. Scotch whiskey. Mm, Brew, smell like Scotch both. whiskey. Gurner Jr. <laughs> I fly planes. You're making up the words. You made up your name. Well, you, do you think you pay me? <laughs> you know? Actually, well, why don't you take the plane? Just go crash it right into the ground for us, would you? Well, him, his father, Brew Gurnan Sr. Yeah. Oh, wow. And their brother. God, I feel family. better for Mrs. Gurnan. She's oh, the one yeah. that I really feel for. Oh, Lord. She's and, drinking the most. And There's his, no doubt about that. And their friend Chuck Lafayette mm-hmm. were flying towards the Benmimi, ben, Bamini Island in the Bahamas and noticed a strange elliptical cloud, which he later called the electric fog. It was hovering about 500 feet above the ocean. Here's an excerpt from a story. Here's what he said. 
Upon entering the cloud, we witnessed an uncanny spectacle. It became dark and black, without rain, and visibility was about four or five miles. There were no lightning bolts, only extraordinarily bright white flashes that would illuminate the entire surrounding area. Interesting. The deeper we penetrated, the more intense the flashes became. (laughs) So Mm. we made a 135-degree turn to the left and headed due south out of the cloud. The remarkable thing is that we did not come out of the storm 90 miles away from Miami as we should have. We had traveled through 100 miles of space. We're in Cuba. And 30 minutes of time and a little more than three minutes. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, again, they traveled the the equivalent of 30 minutes of travel as far as, like, distance, and it only took them three minutes to do it. And three minutes. And the electric fog is something that uh, actually does happen out there. It's a meteorological phenomenon that's tied into electromagnetism. Mm -hmm. And what it does is that it clings to an airship and when the pilot is actually in the cockpit it seems like they're flying through a fog bank but the thing is that they're not flying through a fog bank the fog is attached to the plane absolutely because it it's like a with cl- you it's a cloud really? of electrons like it yeah. kind of mix up what's going on with your engine and there's a lot of things hmm. so it's a it's another weird phenomenon that happens in super choppy water also mixed yeah. with like heavy sort of like electrical activity in the sky or is it a fucking <laughs> Oh, is it like the opening doorway to a time portal? Is it? No, this is vital a- vortices. I'm gonna say it has to be. <laughs> okay, so we we have the Henry Zabrowski theory that this is a portal uh, with the vital vortices. Uh, so what would be what would be the point? Of a of a vile vortices portal. Well, if you listen uh, to Robert far- Stanley, what he truly believes is that it may possibly be that these these wormholes, these places like the Bermuda Triangle and the Devil's Sea, are uh, in fact sort of like escape hatches that will eventually be used by Pleiadian forces to right. help to help humankind leave Earth when the reptilian. Uh, bl- shadow government finally right. enacts NWO and they will use these right. as escape hatches. I'm saying it's not as credible as he wants it to be. Right, but there is some truth <laughs> to There's his some theory. truth to it is the fact that he said those words. And when these people, uh, yes, yes, <laughs> that he did say those words, when they when they have these sort of, uh, you know, time lapses, do they experience any paranormal activity? Do they, do they have any contact with, with reptiles or aliens or anything like that? Or is it just more like, what happened? Most people the actual bleeding anything the uh credible witnesses that come forward they say that they have no real uh experience of the time passing it's just this happens and then this this happens happens, which is also very similar but that's similar to abduction scenarios where people just like wake up and like you always hear that story of someone driving in the car and they look up they see ufo Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they're off the, like the side of the road, and it's two hours later, and they don't know why. Yeah, that's um, and the vortex theory, there is some sort of scientific truth to this, in that Einstein postulated that a curvature of space could cause even light to bend through it, and some theorists believe that time, as a force of nature, can also be warped based on your location, and the Bermuda Triangle Woo! is one location on Earth where the fabric of time is so thin that travelers can slip through it and emerge on the other side of a completely different time. And so now we have just placed Robert Stanley. Stanley on on the uh, intellectual level of Albert Einstein. Is that, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, these are indisputable, undisputable and you, facts. And you know what? I do have something from a uh, website called mylot.com from a scientist okay. known oh, yes. as Living Hell Zero One. Oh, he's a scientist. <laughs> he's with a the scientist. That's his gamer living, tag. He's about Living he's Hell also, Zero. He is fourteen years old. Oh, okay. And he, amateur one of, ufologist. Amateur sure, ufologist. He's sent away for and that. And yeah. he he postulated a question mm-hmm. to which uh, Dare for More answered. Okay. Here's uh, what the question is. I don't like the guy. Dare for dare more. No. Just him, just his balls hanging out of his mm, fly, and he's dare called. For da- more. It's just written dare for more. Mm, dare for <laughs> more. No, no, I didn't dare for any. Actually, yeah, you chose, you, dare. you chose dare. You chose dare. I haven't chosen anything <laughs> since I've been here for the I month. I hate I'm this game. I hate up. sleepovers. Yeah, you're making all the decisions for me. Okay. Here is the question. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. 
All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. As most of the people among you know that the great scientist Einstein discovered the secret of the Bermuda Triangle and solved its mystery. Mm -hmm. But why didn't he tell it to anybody? Was there anything that human beings should not know about that specific region? Or is every question raising in mind should not be answered? I love that you're reading this as if the man is wearing clogs. (laughs) (laughs) Or did he not do so for the betterment of mankind? What do you people say about this? And Derek okay. Moore responds thusly. Well, first of all, what do you mean by you people? I mean, yeah, exactly. One. I feel, Please. what do you mean? You mean people with like their scientists? shirts off or just sure. like... Hey, the kid's Pakistani, all right? Oh, it's okay. fine. It's fine. It's fine. He, yeah. means he means infidels. Well. Sure. Infidels, yeah. Derek Moore says, well, I think there may have been two reasons. Either Einstein didn't find anything <laughs> oh, or... Oh, that's the- right. Einstein. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty remarkable. Or the thing he had discovered should not be known by every man. Mm. For Bermuda Triangle, the main reason, I think, is that there is a very strong gravitation power of Earth, which takes in everything. Yes. Honey, I've, got, know, a great pla- I've got a great name for a bagel store. Einstein's Bagels. <laughs> oh, I was so close. We're over! We're done. No somewhere, one's going to Einstein Bagels. Somewhere deep within his garbled English <laughs> right. is a speck of truth. He is um, also what, from and Pakistan. The, and by the way, he capitalized the thing and the main reason. Yes, of course. Like Hunter S. Thompson, he would. Yeah. In order to do gonzo journalism. It's gonzo what, journalism. What's the speck of truth, do you think, in, uh, um, well, in the man's Well, there is uh, one response. theory that may 
or may not sure. tie it all together. Okay. Which is two scientists named uh, Dr. Paul Wainzig and Pauline Zelitsky. They started. Interesting. They, they were a scuba diving scientist couple, oh, which okay. is, God knows. The muff hair going on in that relationship. <laughs> I, mean, so I actually think limited muff hair, to be honest with you. I think scuba divers are totally shaved. I don't know. I don't even know. So they well, went they down there. Shaved. Now, for a long time, there have been Mary theories. Mary, Mary theory. Mary <laughs> now, theory. Now, see, you just lost your train of thought That's and fine. you just went to an Asian accent. That's what I do. Yeah, we haven't gotten to the Devil Sea yet. Um, yeah. so, God, so the number one wait. theory that so far is vile vortices. The vile yeah, vortices, okay. but where this could be, there could be an origin story one. for that part as well, yes. which is these two scientists found what they believe to be a gigantic translucent pyramid at yes. the bottom of the Bermuda Triangle. Now, there's some people who think that it's like it's a gigantic submerged USO, unidentified submerged, ob- a submerged object. And if you watch anything about the Devil's Triangle or the Bermuda Triangle, they will say USO over and over and over again mm. in order for you to be convinced that it's a real thing. Could be a bunch of trash. Um, but they know. just say USO where it's just like, you could even just just I, I don't know what I don't know what is about USO, but it drives me nuts. Well, it's it's just the same thing as the shows that we put on for soldiers, and it's confusing. <laughs> I don't yeah. like that. It's That's USO right. is taken. Find a different name. That's right. for our boys. That's for our boys I mean, who are hiding the secrets of USOs from us. <laughs> oh, they don't have any secrets. They don't have any secrets. They're pawns and, in this massive game of chess. And so they, they found this translucent. Uh, tr- a pyramid, which they took several grainy pictures of, which mm-hmm. they said they'd lost the rest of the footage. And there was oh, more. There, there's there. So there's several theories around this glass pyramid. It's where it could either be a submerged UFO, an or underground Apple store, an upper underground Apple store. <laughs> you know, that's possible. You know, a Trump village. You never know. He's loving it down there. <laughs> He's loving life. Hey, I'm living with the crabs. You fight. You fight octopus. <laughs> that's your Donald. You can't fire the octopus. You fight. You fight. You fight. You fight. You fight, octopus. You fight. I got eight hands. So my, fucking, I, uh, my brain, my brain is. I don't know what I'm going to do with my octopus for today. And so there's a, uh, but then there's another theory that uh, a guy um, named Can you fire Fraha, a squid real quick. What? Can you fire a squid? You fight squid. <laughs> <laughs> Fight. Oh, I, uh, wow, so man, a squid he, and an octopus out of, out of work. Wow, that's upsetting. So, sad. Yeah. Sad day in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, oh, my. There was a man, uh, there, there's two um, people that do uh, sort of astral projection work named Fraha and Marlena. Okay. Right? These two Germans. Martina. Martina, I'm sorry. Martina and Fraha. Uh, and basically, they projected themselves into this glass pyramid, and what they saw but they was were never two open hands and a gigantic crystal in the mm-hmm. middle of it, right? And what they have started to believe, um, there's they have that one episode where they talk about there's two machines at the bottom of the mm-hmm. Bermuda Triangle, and one is this one. It's that there may possibly that this that this translucent triangle is mm-hmm. what a lot of people believe that pyramids are across the world are gigantic batteries for free energy. They're Tesla batteries. And that what's going on at the bottom of Bermuda Triangle is that the flood of Atlantis happened so fast when, when the Ice Age was over and Atlantis got flooded, it got submerged and its power stations are still on. They're okay. down there in the ground and they're on and they're making shit happen. They're making energy shoot up and down. And this would explain the bidet like actions. All with these the water. types of things. Yeah. But then there's but what is true is what they or what they say is true is what they took pictures of the top of it. They said that it's got this hole built into the top of the uh, pyramid, the very point of the pyramid, and that water rushes through this this hole and creates crazy wave effects. Yeah. Mm. And that again, maybe Someone put this there in order to pre- protect the true relics of Atlantis. Because that's the other theory, is that Bermuda Triangle is the former ruins of Atlantis. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Which, that is evidenced by the discovery of the Bimini Road, also known as the Bimini Wall. Straight rocks. It's just, it's straight rocks, yeah. But it's, mm-hmm. it is a, uh, it looks to be a man-made road that is deep, deep. It is uh, almost a mile, it's half a mile under uh, the water. Now, this is something I'm really into. I yeah. think that this is actually probably true. I do I do sort of give credence to the idea that there was a advanced race of people before us. Yeah. And that this is where they lived. Because why not? You're you living in Bermuda. Advanced? It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I take it back. It was uh, half a mile uh, from uh, Bimini, but it was only five meters in, in uh, deep in the water. Right. So not that deep. But it is, it seems to be, a constructed stone pathway 
uh, that just runs straight into the Bermuda Triangle. There's and a lot of shit going on. Yeah, a lot of stuff. And, and the there's sh- another theory that right. says that that big hole is where a gigantic Atlantean power crystal known as the Tuweo Stone. Oh, Tuweo. Okay, now, and they're and just now, making that up. Well, now yes. we're getting into Edward Casey. Okay. Uh, when he believes that he's from Atlantis, but he's, he learned all that by sleeping on his couch. Yeah. So, and uh, that eventually Atlantis will rise and California will sink into the ocean. And yeah! California will be their own Atlantis. Burn, all... Hollywood! Burn to the ground! So, But uh, I do, uh, but this is where um, we've now mentioned about three things that we could do an entire episode right. on entirely. Like Edgar <laughs> Casey, we're going to do its own episode. Yeah. The Palladian. I mean, they're so giving us help. They're trying to right. reach out to us. So those are the theories. So we have the vile yeah. vortices, the greys, and the the greys trying to uh, hold the portal off for the Palladians, mm. and uh, and Mr. Casey here with yeah. his theory of Atlantis. we're getting a little deep here. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's well, a little it's deep, the but I think, triangle. but I think surprisingly we've been coherent this whole yeah. time. I, if, the you, if you do think so, please send us an email. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please rate our coherence on the scale of Ben to Henry. <laughs> wow, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, very awesome. And so, sh- uh, so we have three theories done. Are there any more uh, prominent theories in the? Uh, Paranormal occult Oh, yes, world, yes, yes, of- yes. And there was one more. Um, also from the, the alternative theory from our friends, Franja and Martina. Franja I'd like to Martinez. do a reading of this story that they had while they were, they were, basically, well, these are two, these are two, again, highly sexed German couple. That's right. Yeah, that are it, using though. astral projection in order to speak with aliens. Told a very sad story about the greys. Yeah. Okay. About they did sell. They did tell like a that. story about how the greys are actually just very sad, and that right. sadly they're they're slaves to the reptilians because a long time ago, essentially the reptilians destroyed them their planet without them knowing it, and that well they, they found out. I'm sure. No, what happened is the reptilians did the old flipperoo and showed up and be like, "Well, we're the only ones who can help your planet now." So, in order for us to save your race, you have to be our slaves. And they're like, yeah, the sure thing, clacks are. Right, right, yeah. I Meanwhile, well, he's just eating his wife's pussy. I mean, Before the we do get sound in- like a subservient uh, <laughs> alien race, if that's the way they Before sound. Before we get into this, tell me, about, tell me what the mantis race is. Well, what I've heard now, I've now heard the mantis race about four times, yeah. which is another one of the 13 alien races that we speak with on any given basis. And that what they are is they, they are just actually really hard to get along with because they, we literally cannot, as much as we can understand the Greys, the Draconians, the Pleiadians, the Nordics, and the Venusians, we look at the mantis people, mm-hmm. and there's something about their aura energy that makes us nervous. So they're, This is what Martina says. Curmudgeons. No, it's the, everyone else is talking, and they look at the mantis dude, and he's going like... <laughs> that <laughs> is know, terrifying. Playing with tennis, you I know, will... and you're just like, how do I speak with this guy? Yeah, I, I will least, At least learn how to play spades with this gray dude. Yeah. You know, like that dude dice. is... I don't know what he's doing, because he's going like... <laughs> yeah. Chewing on lettuce. I mean, that's the Throwing thing. bile up all over a burger that we got to play to White Castle sliders because you're trying to be friendly. Sure. Your new 12 races of friends here. Right. And he's shooting fucking acid all over anything so it could slide into his thorax. And that's why foreign policy is so hard. And the reptilians, no one's judging him because they're like, oh, we're all one giant cosmic race. Right. Get you're over like, it, guys. You put know? a mask on. Yeah, do put something. Put a suit on. Just st- Grow cover some tits. Those- yeah. Do something nice. nice for everybody. Sure. Present yourself. Put a Richard's muzzle on that <laughs> monkey. By the way, I wanted to say thank you, everyone, for the boob comments uh, when Henry posted the Richard Speck video Man, he's on got the some classic page. tits. Oh, We've never God. had such a sexually charged comment thread he's on last podcast. He's got some Mansfields. Holy Lord. Yeah, you, put a, you get a Mantis man with those Richard Speck-like titties, and I think that would make him acceptable. Oh, yeah. And as soon as he creeps you out, just Saying it has the blue nipples. panties on. Oh, yes. that's great to hear. Yes. All right, so this is one last theory for the, about the Bermuda Triangle. Let's get to that. During a private session, Martina was directly from the start being pulled into space, where a spaceship was placed. During the next ten minutes, a couple of aliens showed up. Uh-huh. Among them, a mantis and gray. Those beings were friendly, yet we didn't know what their appearance meant. The word caught came into Martina's mind. This doesn't make any sense yet. Slowly, it became clear that the spaceship has been caught in a time-space grid. Of course. Martina was moving along the time-space grid until she reached a time-space bending, a sort of chute, which was connected towards the Earth. 
Are you getting blown she by was Martinez heading towards right the center of the shoots, relocating herself in Atlantis. Apparently, there had been a machine installed in Atlantis, causing this time-space grid to stop and spaceships from entering the Earth. And we think it was only a set that ships of benevolent aliens. So. You're five Such seconds away insight. from just being Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> This machine has been stopping positive <laughs> aliens from helping us since the times of Atlantis. Apparently, it is functioning in the boundary of time. I mean, that it probably doesn't exist anymore. Yet, it was still working back in Atlantis. It is a collage of accents. We're not sure, though. Mm. During the session, the word reflux suddenly came into Martina's mind, too. At the end of the session, the word reflux stop came up. We couldn't figure out what it meant. Then the place of the machine showed up. It was the Bermuda Triangle. This was another aha. Martina saw sea ships passing by. My association, the disappearance of ships in the Bermuda Triangle was a side effect of the space-time anomalies caused by this machine. It was unavoidable. By then, a grade showed up helping us. Martina was getting close to the machine. It was placed inside a great hall. The walls of the building were covered with gems and other things. And Martina stood in front of a big tube of which some parts had been bowed down. Apparently, this was the core of the machine. Altogether, cooperating our destructiveness, we destroyed the thing successfully. The word checkmate came from somewhere. Someone said it. So basically, he just claims to have saved the entire world. Well, he stopped the ships from disappearing because Martina went down and shut off the space-time anomaly machine right, that was right. keeping benevolent spaceships from entering Earth and helping us in the Pleiadian, the Pleiadian, so the Pleiadian idea of helping help us, us. Fr- from the uh, the reptilian shadow government. So Francois and uh, Martinez, uh, Martina, <laughs> Martina, Martina, Franja. Franja and Martina. And Martina. Yeah. <laughs> they saved us. They saved the entire world. They, they saved the entire human race. Well, they, they saved us thousands of dollars. Thousands and thousands of dollars. <laughs> well, they, they ask, is uh, our positive UFOs able to help us now? I, feel I don't like this guy know. Is, this is just an elaborate <laughs> scheme knows? to get to the I butt. don't know. All right, yeah. so let's, well, let's hit the, uh, the devil's triangle. Ah, uh, the Devil's Triangle. Yes. Oh, and then where I put my feet, Venice has our side. The so. Devil's Triangle. Oh, how I love to take a lovely rich raft out onto the Devil's Triangle. And oh my God, no! Come <laughs> on, come on, no! Very oh, interesting. The Devil's Triangle, <laughs> yeah. uh, interestingly enough, sits on the exact opposite of the Earth. From it's one of the, the twelve vile vortices. It's on the exact opposite of the Earth uh, from the Bermuda Triangle. It's like the Bermuda mouth is the Bermuda Triangle is the mouth hole, and the Devil's Triangle is the poop hole. Well, yeah. you know, and the Devil's tri- which, We'll make the Bermuda all right, Triangle we'll the butthole. We'll, uh, well, the Devil's Triangle is more oh, dangerous. No, never mind. The Devil's Triangle has to be the butthole. Yeah, that's yeah. what I called yeah. mine after yesterday. Of course. Well, how many burritos did you eat yesterday? No, no, I did. I mean, eat much healthier. Okay, good. You look good. Yeah, you look great. Thank mm-hmm. you. So, the Devil's Triangle. <laughs> yes, it would make sense that it would be the butthole because it is the more violent and the more dangerous of the two. Okay. Many By far, and, and this is where we're seeing UFOs out the fucking cockle. And in oh, okay. fact, they have been seeing UFOs there. The very first recorded actual, like, print, like, put down on paper uh, record of a UFO. It's incredible. Came from the Devil's Triangle. Okay. Which what is also really this? interesting. This is in the year 1803, right? 1803. Is this the year 1803? 1844. 1844. 1844. Oh, no. The first one's in 1825. The next one's in 1835. And okay. the next one's in 1844. Putting a lot of stuff Just in terms of like they drew countless pictures of what they saw, these right. giant metal orbs that or showed up on the beach. And um, Multiple people saw him. But this like also came during a time period when Japan was completely closed off to the rest of the world. Like right. they, they were doing an isolationist period. So they have no stories coming from the outside. They're, they were not influenced by anybody when they saw these gigantic metal orbs. We can kind of start with the idea that the Devil's Triangle, the one thing about it is that the bottom is is heavily vol- volcanically active. Yeah. Like they are, mm. they are they, so the, the fart gas theory comes really heavily into play. And you're but right now it's not near Mexico, so your bean theory is a bit defunct. Well, no, they're having rice. And so- I guess I've never heard of a Japanese farting. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. Oh, we know fart. Yeah, fish don't fart. Tabooine. 
Tambourine come Oh kamikaze Oh I did a kamikaze too hard And I got super pretty You did a kamikaze too hard Can you imagine getting a shit streak in your samurai costume (laughs) You can't I mean that's the thing I honestly Uh, I do not believe the Japanese fart I I, I do I I, I can see that theory But there are several stories that even predate that story That it was like when the Mongolians Were attempting to take over Japan For years and years and years It was like the emperor of Mongolia was obsessed With taking Japan he wanted it real bad But several times that he went through Their gigantic Talking about armadas were destroyed By weather yeah. In the Devil's Triangle or the Dragon's Triangle, and a part of that came to believe that they, the, the Japanese came to believe that there was a dragon living in the bottom of this part of the ocean that mm-hmm. was protecting them. And then also, if you fuck with it too much by going around it, you will get snapped up in his cross. Yes, indeed. And any uh, any sort of uh, crystal-like pyramid situations going down in the Devil's Triangle, or is that... Uh, the Japanese pretty much just say it's a dragon. It's just a dragon. <laughs> so there's they just kinda, a large dragon. They, they began and ended with dragon. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, when you start off at the right answer, well, you don't go to a Well, just when you call everything line. a dragon, everything you don't understand a dragon, then it all becomes a dragon. I, yeah. I mean, I, you can't disagree with it. it. It's an absolute fact. So we want to go into ut- the Utsunaburi. Utsunaburi. It refers to an unknown object which allegedly washed ashore in 1803. Okay. But the accounts accounts came uh, in, you know, later accounts are in 1825, 1835, and 1845. Uh, According to the legend, an attractive young woman arrived on a local beach aboard what they call the hollow ship. Big tits. Slamming ass. Probably Mm. not looking like that. Woo! That's what you want her to look like. I'm not sure if she looked like I can one. make her look like anything I want in my brain. Okay, just take a time out. Fisherman. any one of you girls. No, mm. no, no. Don't t- say that to the audience there. You're creeping no, them out a little that's, bit. That's uh, either creeping them out or encouraging them. Both are bad. Both are bad. Uh, I better take this samurai diaper off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting full of streaks and toots. Fisherman brought the woman inland to investigate further, but the woman was unable to communicate in Japanese, to which the fisherman returned her and her vessel to the sea, where it drifted away. Well, you now keep the, her. I mean, that's that's your lady now. I don't know why if they, you, why they, they were more respectful. Her to the sea? Yeah, but I mean, just because she can't speak Japanese or whatever, I don't know what She looked it. Japanese, but she couldn't speak Japanese. And the boat in which she showed up in was very mysterious looking. If you look at the mm-hmm. different It was a giant metal sphere. It's a giant metal sphere. If you I'd look at the her. illustrations, then they are classic UFO uh, design. Right. One question that it I could have be though, after reading this, or after watching this, is I bet you could answer this for me, Henry. Why has UFO technology not progressed all that much? It's, well, it it's could, not much. You're maybe looking at the fact that to them there's no such thing as time. Mm. So what you're looking at is a bunch of different... Uh, they could all... This is kind of like a weird well, theory, you broke them. but they could yeah, all come them. from the they could all come from the same time period in their world mm-hmm. to us, and our time periods are varying wildly. Ah. Right. So it's like you're basically we could be looking at the same crew with like forty ships. All right, because like if you want to give that theory, because the one that you see in 1803 is also one that you see in 1976. Like it could also be a so part of their. The, it's, it could also be a part of the aliens' intention to show us the same symbols over and over again, so we recognize who they are. It's possible that they just don't have that many spacecrafts as well, right? They could be pulling a, uh, a stunt much like the Russians did during the Cold War, where yeah. they just flew the same four planes, or they could over live the for over millions and, over and millions of years, right? It could yeah. be, and they, they might have a they small might. fleet. You know, they built things to last back in those days. Yeah. That's right. Back in the future, back in thirty nine ninety nine, I remember that <laughs> totally. So uh, the Devil's uh, Triangle versus the Bermuda Triangle. Let's go death count, total missing persons. Which one of these triangles is the overall dominator of human souls? Well, the the thing about the the uh, Dragon's Triangle, dra- Devil Sea, is that they have swallowed up gigantic like military boats. Mm-hmm. Like they have right. the thing called the Kaiora Moru Number Five. Moru number five. No, that's not oh, a loop. Da, no, loop. No, 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 no. That is a dated reference. No, no, no. A bit of Monica making an ice. The high school kids that listen to this show are just like, what are these 30 year olds talking about? 
<laughs> if you want to know, Google Lou Bega, Mambo, number five, if you um, want to live our hell gross. But they say that they uh, that, that went to go investigate a series. It's a gigantic fleet of rescue boats went to go, again, research, like go look for and look for the reason why a bunch of boats were going missing right. in the Devil's Triangle, and then they disappeared. Yeah, and in two years, from 1952 to 1954, the Japanese lost five military vessels. Wow. And crews lo- the crews that were lost totaled over 700 people. So and and then military. they sent out a whole nother boat with 100 scientists on it. And yeah. that fucking disappeared, too. They and all, all the test tubes were gone. Boat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's Japan. They're like 40% scientists. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're all scientists. That's but what then, they're going to win. But what makes that place different than the Bermuda Triangle is the number of UFO sightings that are seen of UFOs coming out from the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a matter of fact, there were so many that the Russian government put together a fact-fighting team to go and research the UFO problem and that they sent a, a, they sent a barge that was buzzed by UFOs for like a week. So mm-hmm. as far as portals go, you would say the Devil's Triangle is a more active portal for the uh, for the aliens. Because there are a lot of people who talk about how like that kind of volta- volcanic activity, like those volcanoes, could be vents to another dimension if we if you want to get groovy like that. Yeah, right, and, I, and we do. And some people say that the uh, d- the time vortices are acts complete accidents of nature, and that we never know when we're going to fly into one of them. Some say that the wormholes are gigafractions of a square inch. So gigafractions of a gigafractions square fractions inch. So tiny, a, tiny. Oh, very tiny. They're tiny as a beautiful woman's feet. Some people well, call them. Binding them. It's a root practice. Space windows. Space windows. Sure. Yes. I like that. And other, you know, and these sure. wormholes could also be. Some people say that these are interdimensional travel stations mm-hmm. for aliens to travel towards us from other uh, dimensions. From other dimensions. Travel stations. And from other, like kind of a. Yeah, just a portal. Like well, according portal. to the Pleiadians, yeah. the Earth was specifically put here is because we're at a center of a bunch of different, like a nexus of wormhole highways that, that people can get here, and that we're some kind of gigantic archaeological, like zoo, some kind of like weird zoo of uh, you know species oh, and plants. And I definitely yeah, well, I bet the reptilians don't do podcasts. No, they don't. <laughs> you know, they don't That's do what it. we're here for. That's right. That's why the human race is worth saving. It's yeah. a great zoo. I mean, as far as the earth goes, you can't Independent, argue it's a great zoo. non-financial podcast. That's right. That's right. We don't want money. Yeah, we do. Uh, well, right. you know, you can give us some. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you want to. If the Palladians really want to help, they'd send a check. All right, all right. Well, let's not request the Palladians to give us money. They're saving us from the reptilian overlords and the overall assassination from a series of greys. So, so thank it you, comes Palladians. down to, you know what I think the big thing about Bermuda Triangle and the Devil's, the Devil's Sea is uh, stop taking fucking boats. That's, that's what you <laughs> gathered from the episode. Stop. Yeah. But planes don't seem to do much know. better. I don't Go around it. You just can't don't use take, them. You can't take the big cargoes. All right, let's just wrap what it up. What is even big cargoes anymore? Just a what are we taking? Like Beanie Babies? Cars. Beanie Babies? Uh, cars? Don't we make them where we get them? Don't they make them at the store where you go buy them? <laughs> Do we have nap time music for Henry? <laughs> Do we have that other song uh, that I sent? I oh, have yeah. to find it right quick. Yeah, give that. A, well, this has been a very fascinating episode. I've, uh, there's a lot of stuff in there. Oh, there's tons of stuff. I, I feel like we took learned. like a week. What you don't know is we took a week off because Ben was very sick. I was very sick. My my voice is back now. I, I feel strong. So and always confident. kind of feel like a little like we have to get back into it. Oh, it was wonderful. No, uh, we learned a lot about the Devil's Triangle and, of course, the Bermuda Triangle. And if you guys have any theories of your own, of course, please email Cave Comedy Radio. Send it now, fly and, uh, the keys. You know, I also asked uh, Jackie's boyfriend, Doug's father, who was stationed in Guam, right. to ask him. He was a Navy man. Yes. yes. And he asked a bunch of questions about the Devil's Triangle while he was out there. And basically, he said that it was a, uh, everyone just doesn't go. Yeah, They're like, well, don't go. The government has put a specific blockade on that area. Right. That's what's really interesting, too, is that they say don't go, but a lot of it's got to do with the fact that there's a tremendous amount of volcanic activity right. on the seafloor. Definitely. And, of course, we mentioned the Palladians quite a bit in this episode, and I believe the next episode, uh, we've never fully committed an entire episode to well, the our big thing uh, is, saviors, it's more the Palladians. Like so. The Palladians may have a whole different side of the story that we may not have been too right. aware of as yet. Yeah, so we're going to crack, uh, you know, get into that case uh, on the next episode, and Marcus that's is fine. unable to find the song. But that's well, what's, who sang the song? What's Barry the song? Manilow. Barry Manilow. I was yeah. searching for Neil Diamond. Oh, come! how do you confuse the two? <laughs> That's ridiculous. So we'll have Barry Manilow take us out. Uh, Hail Satan, everybody. Hail Satan. Don't go to Bermuda unless you want to relax. 
And uh, definitely do not go to the Devil's Triangle. It's full of dragons. And now, they, this is, I feel like, is a song you. that really captures what the Bermuda Triangle is all about. Yeah. Magoostalations. Magoostalations. Hail me! Hail Gein! Hail yourselves, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. This is a nice song. I can see you throwing a beach ball up in the air, kicking yeah. around some sand. Kick it, Barry! We decide to I uh, see a green fog. Uh, We're heading into white water. I can't see land. We Good can't use it. This is the best. <laughs> yeah, this is. Triangle. Why isn't this the closing song for every television show's credits? Whoa. <laughs> We're coming for you, Bermuda! <laughs> Barry's coming for you! Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 